Recorded live. Welcome to the John Paul Radio Show. Ministry.com, right here live from Montgomery, Alabama, here at the Cloverdale Center for Youth and Family Ministry on campus at Faulkner. Brought to you by the Ministry. This is John Paul Show. I am Paul. With me, as always, is John Ponine. This is the show. Good morning, Paul. We are back here live in our studio. We haven't. We. I feel like um, we're a little lost right now. To be perfectly honest with you, I mean, we haven't. We haven't been here in. I don't know how long. Um, a week. Yeah, I guess a whole week. Well, we did all the shows from Atlanta. We from, did. We did more shows over the past week than we've done like in like a month. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we like four, it still felt like I did four or five shows, but it was like three or four. But still, a lot, lot going on. A lot that happened, and uh, I, I would say a complete success. A great turnout to the the fall reception there at the um, that Saturday night event after uh, convention had concluded with the award ceremony. A great crowd, uh, some great um, uh, guests on the show, and some really good information. And uh, so it was a really good, good trip. We did have a good whole weekend. It was a very full weekend, but it feels good to be back in our studio. It's great to be back. Great I mean, to be home. Uh, yeah, just we're a little delayed here today. <laughs> just because, a little, but, but, but we have an explanation for that and some information to, yeah. to sort of trade off with, sorry we're late, but here you go. Yeah, we'll be definitely tell you a little bit about that, um, um, but we are glad that you have joined us. If you would like to call in, you can see the number here on our wrinkled sign back here. You can see it on the wrinkled sign. In the back. Um let me see here if we can zoom in here. If, yeah. if you'd like to call in, it's 724-444-7444. The number is 1139-40-POUND for the um, – We know that because we just have to punch it like five times. No, <laughs> we just have to punch it five times. But we'd love to have you join us if you'd like to call in, be a part of the show. We would love to have you here and to join with us. Yes, we are a little late today, Paul, but we're a little late because uh, here on campus we had uh, – Kind of the end of year, end of the year devotional uh, time of uh, worship and praise yeah. for, with our devotional, and then the president, uh, Dr. Mike Williams, who was on our show Saturday night. Saturday night, yeah. that's right. Um, if, in fact, if people haven't had a chance to watch that, we'd love for you to go uh, look on uh, my web page. Web page. I don't have a web page. Yeah, get one. Facebook. Yeah. That's too much work. Uh, Facebook, page. <laughs> Facebook page, uh, my page, Paul's page, the John and Paul Show page, and uh, watch that video, watch the interview with Dr. Dr. Williams, fabulous stuff, but he gave a talk here today, Paul, about some uh, upcoming things uh, with Faulkner for the next uh, next year and the next summer. Well, John, why don't you just tell us what's happening? Well, okay, I will. Now's that time. Did you know that? Um Probably so. Not last Thursday, but the Thursday before last, a week, a little week and a half ago, uh, Faulkner celebrated its 50th, uh, 50th, 75th, 75th, 75th anniversary of its beginning. I know. It's a, it's a great, it's a great occasion. We showed the video for it, for it at Lads. We did. Uh, very well put together video. Really awesome message with it. And um, yeah, it's pretty exciting time. A lot that goes with the 75th uh, anniversary. Yes. And so um, we have kicked off officially the Taking Flight Capital Campaign, where Faulkner is looking at raising $22 million. Uh, some, I mean, yeah, yeah, you were writing a check, I thought, weren't you? Oh, my gosh. From the John and Paul Show? Yeah. yeah. The John and Paul Show was donating at least half of that, I'm uh, sure. What are we going to do? We're going to call it the, this is the, uh, what are we donating for? What would we call it? What will we do? We get a building or something. Yeah, and we definitely get a building. Would it be John and Paul's show? For, uh, the John and Paul abil- uh, Hall or building Hall of Broadcasting abilities, <laughs> which we have none. But we're going to try it. So we have, have to build. A we're going to be bringing board. people on here. Yeah. yeah, help us out. But um, one of the things, uh, if, uh, hey, we could get the new entrance named after us. That doesn't have an entrance. I mean, that doesn't have a name yet. Did John and Paul? And there's two ways in. Yeah. One way in, one way out. I could be the owl. Going to see Paul. <laughs> see you later, Paul. Hey, John. Bye, Paul. Uh, the, uh, yes, um, for those who uh, are alumni of this university or friends of this university, if you've ever been, uh, May 1st, break ground on a uh, – I can't speak. Slow down. Break ground on a new entrance to the university. That is right. It is exciting. Yeah, it's going to be real exciting with it. It'll – 
it'll kind of be similar to High Point University, one of their entrances that they have there. So that breaks ground May 1st. Um, of course, we are already con- almost three-fourths of the way through our new dormitory. Hopefully, it'll be resident hall. I guess I better say the right word. We don't call them dormitories anymore, Paul. No. Um, they're res halls. Um, also mentioned the beginning of working on the quad in that area over there between the rotunda and the gymnasium to start um, a fountain. Yeah, the baptistry fountain that will be there mm. and kind of you know decorate that all up. And also he announced about the um, – uh, this part of this campaign will go to build a new building on campus where Johnson Hall is. It is going to be. It is going to house the um, um, College of Health Sciences, where we are starting the. We've already started it, but the occupational therapy, the speech pathology, um, and physical therapy in conjunction with the College of Education, in particular focusing on autism. Um, we will be starting an autism clinic and research center here on campus. Uh, that uh, there is nothing in the state of Alabama that will be based like it. And especially here in central Alabama, there's just not the options to be able to go. If you want to go anywhere right now, you've got to go to UAB um, up there because they do have some things. But uh, we will be offering a clinic there, especially for people who may not be able to afford to go to um, a, a private doctor. Uh, to deal with that, but so it's like a free clinic. There will be a free clinic with it associated for, with it for autism. Yes. So parents who have children yes. dealing with it or trying to figure out if they're dealing with it, they just go there and help them. Yep. Huh. There's a lot of cross-disciplinary um, things that are going to take place. Uh, he mentioned a statistic. Did you know that the statistics for uh, divorce for people who have uh, special needs? Uh, children, especially with autism, is somewhere close to um, 85 to 90%. But, I mean, that really is astounding. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the reason why is because they don't have help because they have – Say that one more time. I want to hear that one more time. That the, the divorce rate for, for married couples with children who have special needs or autism is close to 85 to 90% in America. Um, that's sad. It is sad. It but, makes me wonder if the challenge of raising a child mm-hmm. uh, is adds to the, it, it, the strife. Yeah, of married. it would have to. Which is a shame. It, it, is, it is absolutely a shame. Because I think maybe this is something we should have. Well, I guess we could talk about Ruiz about. But um, I, I don't know. I just feel like whatever whatever cards were dealt, mm-hmm. no matter how what kind of shape, form, or fashion your children are in, mm-hmm. it's a blessing from God and um. Absolutely. And we should, um, and the Lord's not going to do us more than we can handle. Well, and a lot of frustration comes down. It's just quite honestly, how do you handle it? What do you do? Right. And so that's one thing. Um, what steps do you take? Sometimes, I'm telling you right now, sometimes some parents, they need their handheld to carry them through the process because they feel like it's a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I don't know. Well, maybe we can have him back on and talk a little more about it. Because it was, it was yeah. very interesting, Paul, when he talked about it that, uh, uh, the group from Texas Tech actually flew out here to Montgomery, came to campus, wow. um, and we told them how, you know, through the College of Education, how it's going to work, and and they said, and so we asked them, what's your opinion? What do you think with all this? Because apparently the Burkhart Center out at Texas Tech is huge, involved in all this, and they said, if we were starting from ground zero mm-hmm. and starting over, we would ex- we would um, start the program exactly like what you're talking about doing. Wow. That's awesome. And so that was a great thing. And they said, in fact, this is what we would do, in, including with it. So they're working close with that. That's going to kick off as part of this campaign. Um, it's it's going to be awesome, um, especially for Central Alabama and, and, and especially the whole state of Alabama, but right. in particular here in Central Alabama. So uh, really excited about that. Me too. That's going to be very well needed. I'm Jerry said we could start a telethon. We, we could. What if we did that? We probably should. What if we did that? I'm going to tell you right now, um, trying to, to deal with that. Oh, I'll say this. Mm-hmm. Um, we're dealing with some of this with Tyler. Mm-hmm. Um, we have had uh, him to, he has been, um, he's gone through the uh, evaluation mm-hmm. process, which is a long process, by the way. You think he just sits down and spends some time with someone, but it's, it's like four or five meetings. And then they come to the school where he is and observe him. And, you know, we're still waiting for the, when are you going to fix him? Kind of, you know, a lot of prayers happening with that. But 
But uh, it's, it's a process. Well, even y'all understand some of the strain yeah. a little bit that comes. So yeah. I know that'll be involved our Cloverdale Center for Family, you know, the, the Youth and Family Ministry here. I still keep saying family strengths, but yeah, yeah, but, uh, I think we should live in it now. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to live in it now. But, uh, you know, that's going to involve some of that. And so, you know, just uh, what Dr. Williams envisions for the mission right. of the university going forward is is, is helping people. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of the mission, um, and let's sort of change the channels here. Yep. Because uh, I don't want to cry. Um, do you need a drink? We, we are excited. I have, <laughs> uh, we are excited. Tomorrow we're having uh, John and I are hosting the um, the first, I guess not the first, but one. Uh, I would say a, a monumental event for yeah. a Fusion team. We're calling it the Training Day, the Fusion Training Day. Uh, yeah, we're bringing Denzel. Denzel will not be in attendance. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. I knew someone was going to say something. He will not be in attendance. Why not? No potty mouth here. Yeah, we won't Christian. be potty mouth. Not hey, at all. Can I? Yeah, I guess I can't dress up like Denzel. We should wear black. Uh, someone actually, it's funny. I won't, I won't um, call them out or anything. But uh, I guess it was John. Uh, no, you would think so, but no. Uh, I had one of our students to, to text me today and ask, "What do we wear?" Because you said that would happen, and we did. Um, and uh, it's, it's just funny. Yeah, great, great kids. But uh, they asked uh, what to wear, and, and um, you know, this, this, or this. I said just, just casual. And then I texted, "I bet right now you're asking yourself, what does Paul mean by casual?" <laughs> And that takes back, you know, LOL, laugh, yes, yes, yes. So anyway, it's, uh, I'm wearing, you know, polo, <laughs> uh, khakis, but jeans are fine. I'm sure I'll have my shirt untucked. Probably so. Yeah. Um, someone probably said about that. So what we'll do is we will um, uh, have some training day on speaking and teaching and, and recruiting, and uh, Neil Scott will be here, and some of our former Vanguard and Wing folks from back in the day will be here. It's to be on campus, so. We're yeah, that's about right. Be. Yeah, it's really neat. Uh, Billy and Shelby uh, can't be there. Also involved us in the program, so uh, we'll meet at the uh, fellowship room there at the, the church building, University Church. And uh, if you are a student and you are interested in the fusion team, being a part of preaching, teaching, or um, sharing um, God's word, or or recruiting for the school, uh, whether it be more important on campus mm-hmm. or um or amongst um, our congregations, our brotherhood, please come tomorrow from 9:30 until. Um, until, um, I guess, lunch. Yeah. And we are not serving pizza. That's a big thing. Really? We are not serving pizza. Wow. Chappies. That's pretty cool right That's there. Cool day, yeah. Um, also, got another announcement we want to make here before we get into our discussion for today. Um, dealing with the AIM series and AIMCON in particular. Um, coming up May 1st, not only are we breaking ground here for our new interest set partner, but also the uh, mail out. For the AIMCON goes out. Yeah. That yeah. Day, right, Paul? Uh, we're excited about that. Connor texted me today and asked. He said, we got to order today to make it happen. I said, let's do it. So um, our posters, information is going out today for AIMCON. I already heard of a lot of our students that are going to congregations that are actually coming back for that. So they're excited about that. Uh, evangelism conference and a youth worker conference side by side. Absolutely. Lonnie Jones will be here. Uh, and then uh, Drake Jenkins and, uh, and uh, Andrew Itson. And so it's going to be a great, great weekend, great time. So I make plans. July 21 to 23 of this summer. Hey, that's going to be awesome. Um, also, at AIMCON, we will be releasing the AIM series. And the popular yeah. AIM series. The AIM series. This will be it's the third the third year of it? Yeah, yeah. it's the third year. Of third year of AIM yeah. series. Folks are asking when is it released, when is it released. Technically, we'll have it in hand, ready to go, May 1, but we're mm-hmm. going to do a big, we'll big, big reveal. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and if anybody doesn't know what the AIM series is, Paul, um, it's basically a, a series of a video lessons. Yeah. That, yeah. that um, former hashtag, um, uh, they did a lot of things, and mm-hmm. then, then they discontinued that. We continued it from that point. And so, you know, people like Lonnie Jones and David Shannon and guys like that yeah. come on and um, give 15-minute lessons on video, and then we provide some discussion points for you with your class. It's really a good summer um, class. Uh, for me, for us, we do it uh, in the early fall as soon as we get back in. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. a good way to sort of ease back into everything. So. Yeah, it kind of kind of helps you out, gives you a little bit of break where you're not saying you're not studying, but especially at a lot of youth ministers, the summer is just draining. Yeah. And uh, it kind of gives you a little little bit of help there as you enter back into uh, exactly. the fall. Great way, to, great way to put that. Absolutely. Something else we didn't write out there, John, and, and you and I know about this. We just haven't talked about the releasing of it. But um, AIM's going on the road, John. Oh, yeah, the AIM tours. Yeah. 
pretty excited about that. Just we're not going to call them the Aincon tours because then it means everybody's going to think we're dressing up yeah. like, I don't know, Robin Hood or something, yeah. taking AIM. That's right. Superheroes. Oh, goodness. Superheroes for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're taking off. But, but the look of the trailer is um, Dennis and Daniel. Have the yeah, the trailer. Oh, the trailer sweet. will have the big exposure youth camp logo on one side. Aim on the other side. It's going to be really neat. You'll see them already. Well, um, we're like going to have a bus. Well, we're working on it. That would be awesome. There's going to be a bus. There's going to be a party bus. It's going to be a party bus. I'm joining you're this going, You are. You're, you're going to want to be a part of the party. Why don't you tell a little bit of what the Aim tour is all about, Paul? Uh, we actually start, um, and we're in the early stages of this, but most a lot of things have, have been done with this. We're starting in Florence, Alabama. Help me with dates here. I think we're looking at it's in January. It's Sunday after MLK. Yes. So I know that you have um, CYC Dallas and the Gulf Youth Experience is MLK weekend. The next Sunday night, starting at Stony Point Church of Christ in uh, Florence, Alabama, we launch that. We're still trying to um, to confirm our our speaker that night for that. That's the area wide for them. And um, it's a it's a, it's an awesome guy to come and speak. Hopefully we can work that out. We'll know that the next week or so. Mm-hmm. And from there, the next day, uh, we're hoping the next day at Heritage, we'll be able to uh, have a, a, a four or five hours with youth ministers and and um, and youth workers uh, for that on that day. And then we're we're going to go north. We're going to go up to um, um, up north to get the comment. Yeah, we are going to have a, we are going to go up north. Uh, it'll be a good way for people to be able to see exactly what we're talking about doing here with the AIMCON um, in conjunction, you know, with the Jenkins Institute. Too. Right. Yeah. yeah. They're going to have part of it. Do some stuff. Yeah. And, um, so it's going to be a really good thing. We'll, we'll do that loop up there. Maybe, maybe stop by Freed and come down. Yeah, uh, definitely. Through Columbia and then back down the I-65 corridor all the way down to mm-hmm. Faulkner and then down to um, Robertsville. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a big thing. It's going to last all week. excited about yeah. that. So, so there's one of those places, hopefully some folks can – to sort of get to and say some of the things we're going to share and talk about um, building a curriculum, assessment for curriculum, mm-hmm. uh, creative ministry in, in Bible class, things like mm-hmm. that. It's all about the teaching. It's all about sharing God's Word. So we're and the app. Too. And the app. And the app. Don't forget, Don't forget the app. app. That's where it all started. Paul's app. Well, you, you helped me with it. You helped all me. I did was give me, uh, hey, John, can you send me all your songs? Yeah, here you go. That happened. And then um, also um, give some, um, some, uh, some love for uh, Russell, Russell Smith. Because mm-hmm. his his first little deal we had at Maywood, it was some retreat. Right. Um, we had that, and he, he allowed us to use those songs to support as well. So, anyway, yeah, absolutely. Cool things. Well, Paul, um, we're here today. We're talking about a lot of things with ministry. We've talked a lot about um, some of the updates that are coming to um, uh, to Faulkner, and we'll have more about that in, in upcoming weeks. Uh, but one thing we wanted to kind of focus in today, kind of went off of our show from uh, – Two weeks ago, yeah, two weeks ago before we went to LAD, um, when we were discussing about uh, youth ministry and how to build uh, a youth minister from scratch or whatever, right? Um, kind of doing all that. It kind of came up. In the discussion. It did. It did came up. It did come up in that discussion, and it was the idea of loving your church. And and some people may sit there and think that's a weird statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I love my church. What, what do you mean by that? But do we really love our church, Paul? You and I were kind of talking about this yesterday. We were talking about the show is. Um, at some point in this one, I'm sure I'll maybe throw people for a loop on some of these things. Mm-hmm. Is you'd like to love people? For I always love throwing people for a loop. Love the loops, but do we really love our church? And do we act like it? Ah, well, you may say I love my church. Well, who knows you do? Mm. I mean, do you love it because you go there, or do you love it because people know you go there? See, that that's the whole thing. Because we relegated church to. Sunday and Wednesday, and when we come together in those buildings to sing the songs, to have the preacher preach, mm-hmm. and and maybe the elders get up and give an announcement about something, and that's church. Too. Yes, and and let's go ahead and give you a little um, understanding of how this show is going to work. Uh, if you are driven by your schedule and you watch the clock constantly, which almost everybody does, this this show is going to step on your toes. You're not going to like what we have said. Ouch. But what it's going to do is hopefully give us a further awareness of how we need to be more aware of, of how what should be driving our life, what mm-hmm. part of our schedule should be the priority versus the next event or the next thing or, you know. Well, we live in such a busy society. We're so, we're so time conscious on everything that we do, Paul. I mean, even this morning we're a little bit late because – 
this morning's events that mm-hmm. took place from the, the our devotional thing that we had here on campus here this morning for faculty and staff put us behind because I'm in one place trying to get to another place because of this time. Mm-hmm. We are so, so time sensitive nowadays, and for some people it drives us crazy not to be there at a certain time. Uh, we won't mention whose name that would be, but it does begin with the word P. It, it, it hurts me. <laughs> but I did say, I did say, y'all need a little more time for that event. So. Yeah, you did. But 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 the thing is that we are so time sensitive, and but what gets the majority of our time generally shows are what's important to us, what's a priority to us. You know, similar to that, I remember my dad preaching a sermon once, and he said, uh, "Open up your checkbook, look and see where all your registering." Mm. Back in the day when we had a registering, nobody keeps it anymore. Mm. But look and see when you have. What's there that tells you where your priorities are? And he, he went down, he said, Walmart, 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 mm. yeah, Walmart. <laughs> it's like, you know, you know where your money's going. Well, you know, one thing along that that, I, that I've heard one time was um, at the end of the year when you do your taxes Ugh. and you go for your deduction yeah. and you go to do all those things and you open it up and you see how much you can deduct because, you know, of course, your donation to um, your contribution to the church on Sunday is tax, mm-hmm. tax deductible. And they say, then you get to show a little bit of priority, yeah, yeah, of of your life. I believe it, it may have been it may have been Jerry Jenkins, and we were talking about that one time when I was in Birmingham that may, may have been. mentioned that. That and it's always stuck with me. Yeah, is is at tax time you can kind of see what where is your priority um, for the Lord's church or for not. Mm-hmm. And all that. Yeah, definitely. We'd love to have you join our conversation that we're going yeah. to be getting into. Once again, I want to get that number out seven two four 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 seven four four four. The show ID is is calling. Paul's mom is on the phone. Uh, she wanted to jump right in. Apparently, she didn't like what she had to say about her dad's service. I love my mom, but the fact is, she wouldn't know how to get into that show if we're lost depended on it. But but I love her. But but she's not she's not um, right electronically electronically there. <laughs> but she is calling me, so it's probably pretty important. So. Oh, definitely, definitely. But, Mark, where do you want to start with this? Um, in this discussion of of loving our church, um, I know there are many places we can talk about uh, starting this, um, but you had some things in particular that, that really were on your heart when we started discussing this. Well, it really starts in, in Revelation 2, um, where the Lord is speaking to the seven churches here, and he starts in chapter 2 where he's talking to the church at Ephesus. And, and how large is the church at Ephesus? Pretty big. Yeah. Fifty thousand, right? Yeah. It's a big church, about fifty thousand, and um, and everybody's trying to figure all that out. It's so large that um, and that's something I think that is going to be discussed today. Is just because you have a big church doesn't mean you're the best church. Exactly. And um, oh, that's one of the things. Who you are, where you are. That's you know? one of the things I think the misnomer, and we need to go ahead and start and say this by the very beginning. Just because you may have a church of fifteen hundred or two thousand or three thousand, or like in Ephesus, fifty thousand, right. does not mean that you are a healthy church, right? At all, and you could have a congregation of 15 and be more healthy than that church of 50,000. That's true. That's true. It's all in how you handle yourself and what you do, um, whether you're lazy or not. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. It just, uh, these things happen. Well, uh, well, with that church at Ephesus in particular, Paul, as you know, as you know, and you talk about there, there's seven churches that are mentioned, but it is interesting that Jesus starts with Ephesus. Yeah. Yeah, he says, I, I know you by your works. Exactly. I know you by your labors. I know by what you do. And, um, and it's not all you know, hunky-dory, everything's not all perfectly and wonderful, because he gets there in verse verse 4 where he says, he says, I have this against you, mm-hmm. um, that you have left your first love. And so I think once we realize that Jesus is the focus of all that we do, go back to Peter, the first, if you lose your focus on Jesus, you're going to lose your focus on life. Absolutely. How can I love my church if I don't love the one who died for it? So I think that's, that's kind of where we start with this whole discussion. I, I think it is. And, and when you look at your congregation and when you look at your church um, that you attend on Sunday morning, would you say that that's a Jesus-focused church? I'm not saying now, listen, we're not talking about doctrinal things here. No, well, I mean, Jesus is a doctrinal thing. So we are, but we don't have yeah, right. But we're not talking about um, programs. We're not talking about um, controversial subjects. We're talking about is your congregation, I don't care, and I hate using these terms, but I'm going to use it just because I'm trying to explain something here. Right. I don't care how progressive you may be, how conservative you may be, whatever side you may lean on. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about that. 
Are you a Jesus-focused church? It's his church, Paul. Well, and you said that, so I'm going to say this. Bring it. Um, If we are purely Jesus-focused, we don't have to worry about all the labels. Amen. If we follow what God has taught and we read the Bible the way it is meant for us to read it and follow it and study it and obey it, Mm -hmm. we don't have to worry about the conservatives or the liberals or the progressives or the nots. Preach it. Just do. Just do what's there. Well, and that's the thing. I think, and boy, we could get into some major discussions with this. Over, and maybe we should over a couple of weeks with it. Let's just say this is part one. This is part one of this. <laughs> is the fact, Paul, that there are some times when we may do some things differently that are not wrong. Right. And that one congregation may do one thing, if this congregation may do another thing, that are not unscriptural. And please understand when we're saying that, right. not unbiblical, but they are still Jesus' church. They are focused on him. And that doesn't mean that we're not in fellowship. It doesn't mean that uh, it's not a good church or a healthy church. It's, it's, it's how are we focused on what we're trying to be focused on. Right. You know, a lot of people say they kind of burn out on ministry. And I don't, I don't really understand that because um, it, it is our life. It's, it's what brings us to heaven. Mm-hmm. It, it is the very essence of why we're here. And, um, you know, it ought to be a privilege and honor to serve, serve the Lord's church, whether you be an elder, a deacon, a minister, or just a member, a teacher. Everyone has a part to play in the Lord's church. And, um, you know, I don't know. Well, I think something, Paul, and I want to say this, that is, I think, where we mess up sometimes. Part of where we focus in on church is is the guy in the pulpit, is the song leader that's up there, mm-hmm. the guy who's leading all of these things. That's where a lot of our focus takes off. And when we do that, well, then all we're doing is checking a box off. Oop, I'm here. I've done what I need to do, and I'm going home. Right. What about the other things? What about the teaching? What about the encouraging? What about, you know, sometimes that, that fellowship that takes place afterwards, there are so much more to being the church that God calls us to be than just what takes place in that pulpit. Well, I think something we need to also understand, too, is people worry so much about that hour. Mm. Not so much the Bible mm-hmm. class, but that I should, but, but that hour, about the 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock, that we have to start right on time, we got to finish right on time, and uh, it's, a, it's a problem, it's a situation if we don't. Well, you know, I, I asked you this yesterday, and should we have a show entitled this, have, is, what, 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 how did I term it? Are we still in the restoration movement, or has, oh, have, we re, have we truly restored New Testament Christianity? Hmm. That, that's, that's a tough subject, because our, our easy answer is, well, of course we have. Yeah. Look, we got this, 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 and this. We are. We've arrived. We've arrived. Have we truly restored it, though? And that's when things start to get diluted when we think everything's just right. Mm. You need to constantly be working on it. Yes. You know, if if I'm a pulpit preacher, I want to constantly be looking on my sermon. I want to constantly be looking on me connecting. I want to constantly be looking on me engaging with the crowd. And I'm a song leader. I want to constantly be working on this song and what's the best way to sing this and what's the best way to to praise God with this. If I'm leading a prayer, I want to be as, as specific as I can in my prayers. I can't be vague in all what I do. Mm-hmm. God doesn't want vague worship. I think it's called vain worship. I think he, oh, wants, he wants things break it out to be specific. He wants us to talk. And I think the same is true. You know, I've been asked this a few times over the past, I don't know, a month or so. I've been asked this a bunch of times. Uh, you know, Paul, why are people leaving the church? Well, they're leaving the church going somewhere else because of what they're doing 30 minutes before worship, oh. 30 minutes after worship. Oh, oh, oh. It's a relationship. It's, it's, it's and, the, I'm not in a hurry to get out of here. I'm in a hurry to get to know you. And spend time with you. Everybody that you and I have talked to of recent time, of people who have left the church, mm-hmm. and maybe they've gone down the street, or they've gone somewhere else, or whatever, the majority of the responses have, has not been, well, we disagree with this doctrine. Mm-hmm. In fact, sometimes they go to churches, especially not like non-denominational churches, that they're like, you know, I don't agree with them. I think they're wrong on this. But what you said, it's those relationships that are built – 30 minutes before and 30 minutes after. We used to be that way in the church. I know. We used to be that way. I remember getting there. Mm-hmm. We would early get there 15, 20, 30 minutes early mm-hmm. to interact. And then guess what? I remember being a kid running around the church building. I'm sure 
if anybody's watching this from Jacksonville, you you remember that. <laughs> I apologize. Love y'all. They start making comments. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I, remember, I remember him. It's crazy. We could put the picture up. Running. <laughs> <laughs> we could. Yeah, we could. Running around the church building, um, running into people, <laughs> running into people and stuff like that. And because my parents were sitting there, they were fellowshipping with each other, and we were there for 45 minutes afterwards. Guess what happens here? Now, university's pretty good about it. I, I, I got to guess still university's still mm-hmm. good at it. Sure. Because you and I sometimes are some of the last people to leave. That's true. <laughs> A lot of places. We're going to have that 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people play places. Oh, yeah. Man, that thing is shut down 15, that ticket, 10, 15 man. minutes after that we clock. put that closing prayer. Yeah. Yeah. What's happened to us? If, I'm sorry. I, I just finished. We just finished this semester, and I was teaching the Book of Acts. I, I could have sworn I read within the Book of Acts. They were meeting daily with each other. They enjoyed their time together. They had fellowship one with the other. Finish it. In their home. Oh, whoa, whoa. Paul, we can't do that. Don't, don't, don't mention that. Don't mention that, Paul. You can't do that. I'm not replacing one for one. I'm just saying. <laughs> but what I think what, what acts as people other than that one hour. Yes. No. I mean, who do you, you know, we're spending so many times building up our relationships with the world, and we're not putting our relationships in the people we want to spend eternity with. Correct. I mean, we've left the day of someone saying, will you go with me to my church? Ooh, we can't say my church. You, you can't say my church. You just not, you, you die for that church. Well, no, I didn't die for that church, but it's where I go. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. You know, um, what Paul was saying was, it's an obsession. It should be, a, it should be a life choice, right? Um, and Jesus died for the church. We know this, but it's my town. Mm-hmm. You know, this is my town. It's my school. It's my team. Why is it, Paul? That we, why is the obvious different? But let me ask you this: Why is it that we get more excited and more territorial, more vocal? Yeah. About Alabama, Florida, Auburn, Georgia, Tennessee, LSU. Do I need to go on? No. Notre Dame. Because you're hitting something. You don't hit that kind of work. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, but why? Yeah, but mean? why? Why? In football and sports, we're fans. When it comes to loving Jesus, they call us fanatics. Are we fanatics? Please. Well, if we if we show any attention towards it, we are. We should be. And maybe. We are afraid to be called fanatics, holy rollers, whatever. Yeah. And so that's why, that's why we kind of back off here, back off here. But go back to our question, do you love your church today? Yeah. Is it yours? Do you take ownership? Yes, Jesus died for it. But it's your church. It's our congregation. Don't leave it the first drop of trouble. How much, how, how much effort you put into it, blood, sweat, tears, mm-hmm. shows how much you love something. And I don't mean to and be you know, I don't mean to be ugly, Paul. I'm not trying to be ugly yeah. when I say that. But if you don't like something, do something about it. You know, talk about it. Talk it out. Communicate. I agree. Work. Work. What's work? Paul? We need to stop being spectators and start being participators. No. That is mm. that preaches. That is I the think preaches right there. That's the thing. Got to do it. The problem is, Paul. The majority of Oh, I've got to stop what I say. No, no, be careful. Be careful what I say. There are, there are some people who come to congregations and they come to church, come to church, which that's a total another thing. I hate that phrase, go to church. Go to people. <laughs> which is what you're saying. We come to that building, and how many spectators do we have? Well, if you were to take a Gallup poll, you would say 80, 20, always. That's true. 80%. That is true. Spectators, 20% participators. Ask yourself the question, what am I willing to do? And I'm not talking about, look, there can only be one preacher up there at a time. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. We've, we've tried to change that a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Two times, two people. There can only be so many people who can get up and lead a song. There can only be so many people that can get up and preach. There can only be so many people that can get up and lead the Lord's Supper. Which, by the way, Please quit rushing to the Lord's Supper, people. Oh, don't, don't get me started. <laughs> I'm telling you. Please quit rushing through the Lord's Supper. There's got to be a happy medium, though. There, I, yes. Don't get me wrong. I'm already a preacher. <laughs> okay. I, I got that. Okay. I got but that. Make a statement. Say things that matter. Do something. I've got that. There's something. Please quit rushing through it yeah. and saying, oh, well, we got to get through this. 
got to get that preacher no over there. Because, Why are we together anyway? Because we got to get out of the clock. Oh, are we together for a 30-minute sermon? Is that why we're together? Are we together for a... If you're religious based on a 30-minute sermon, we're hurting. Oh, no kidding. I'm there because of what Jesus did on the cross. Amen. I don't know about the world. But, I'm just saying. If, but if that's the only Jesus we get is that 30-minute sermon a week. Oh, if all I got on a Sunday was, was um, well, you know... You, we got to do certain things. The Lord initiated things for us to do, but I can't do it without that that time to have my mind centered on the cross. Absolutely, I have to have that. I guess my point, but now it's the same. But that is just just. This goes back to that tying thing that we talked about here at the beginning of it. Is yeah. quit looking at the clock, please. Quit looking at the clock. Take it down. Do not tell me and do not give me an excuse. Now I'll get fired up here. Do not give me an excuse and say, well, people can't last over an hour. Don't give me that excuse because you and I both work on, work on programs that we're in worship sometimes two, two and a half hours with teenagers who supposedly have the, the, the attention span of eight minutes at a time. Yeah. Don't tell me that, that you can't be and sit in a crowd for an hour. To be fair, though, it is different for a small child. It is. I'm not it saying is. it's not. It I'm is. not saying it's not. For those, those that can engage, those that can't engage, I mean, they're not the ones to be complaining. Exactly. You know. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I got to let you talk here for a it's, second. It's just, you know, it's just what it, it's what it is. It's what it is. It just frustrates me. I'm not saying you got to drag it out. And preachers, this is on you. Some of this is on you. Don't bore them. Okay? Give them something. Give them something. I saw, I saw a, a study done. Um, that was done where they did a poll of 1,500 people, and this is this is over wide of evangelical Christianity. 1,500 people were interviewed. Guess what was last? Because you know, I know a lot of people will say, well, a lot of people leave the church because of the instruments and music. No, they don't. That was last on the list, <laughs> like at 36 percent, 75 to 90 percent. The people there, what brought them to that congregation and what keeps them engaged in that congregation is that preacher and the sermon that he gives and the relationships that come from it. Folks, preachers, I love you so much because we got to have more of you. We really do. Don't get lazy. Please don't be lazy. Please work on improving yourself. Please work on improving your sermons. Please continue to grow with it. And we're blessed. The two oh, of us are. Oh, yeah, guys yeah. can do it right. And oh, do it absolutely. Right. Just heard one the other day in chapel. Dale Jenkins. Oh, yeah. does look up for He really did a great job. But guess what he does? He goes around and has these better conferences for people to go and help improve themselves. But how many people take advantage of it? I'm getting on another soapbox, sorry. Well, you know, it comes, it comes full circle. Can you love your church as much as you love your team? You should love it more. You should. You definitely should. And if you don't, something's wrong. So people brag about this and brag about that. I mean, let's brag about a church. You know, I guess we'll say all that to say this. Can you recommend your local church? Mm-hmm. Get about the preachers. I want to say this before. We'll get to that in a minute. You know, as far as preachers go and even guys that, and teachers and, and, and ladies in the classroom, we need to stop saying things we want to say and start saying things people need to hear. Mm. And that's, that, uh, that's what's going to connect people. You know, look at our, our chat. We, we had a uh, board meeting for exposure the other day, and we're looking at topics. We're looking at topics that we know that our young people, they want to hear. They want the answers to. Don't say something because it's convenient for you to say. Say something they want to hear, something they need. You know? And I'm not saying say something they want to hear. They want to hear this. Say, no. Say something they can take away with them and learn from and grow from. If you're not doing that, you're not doing anybody any good. We, content, we, content. we have noticed. We have noticed because we've noticed here on campus with college students, which I guess you would kind of expect what I'm about to say. Yep. But we've noticed with exposure and and aim and any other thing else that we do, it's okay to challenge them with the hard topics. It's okay yeah. to challenge them to live pure and holy mm-hmm. and chaste lives. It's okay to sit back and step on their toes a little bit, not in a mean way, not in a harsh way, not in a way of looking down way, but it's okay to do that. Yeah, churches, it's okay to do it and to challenge them to live the way Jesus called us to live. Because Christianity is a growing situation. Say that again, Paul. Christianity is a growth process. What, you don't mean as soon as I'm baptized, I'm there? Not done. Not done. I, I thought that's what it is. I'm because just that's the way the majority of our people react. Revelation 2.10, my friend. Oh. That's actually wrong. 
I love it. I love that. Be thou faithful. Yes, I brought on the KJV. Unto death. Be thou faithful unto death, and then you receive a crown of righteousness. You know, isn't, isn't it kind of funny? You know, totally on a separate thing. ADD popping in here. Side out. Sidebar. The majority of the verses made when I'm up preaching and you're preaching or whatever it comes from the King James. Because <laughs> I just kind of heard it. Thousand of these. Yeah, I know. No, but, but that's right, Paul. I mean, mm-hmm. this is not, God does not call you, oop, I've been here, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized, and I'm going to go sit and be a pew potato for the next 75 years until Jesus calls me home. When does the time stop where we feel like we, do, we need to be served? When does the time start when we realize we need to start? Mm-hmm. We need to start doing the service. Preach. Become a part of the solution, not a part of the problem. Preach, preacher. Well, that's why we got to change that pews all the time. You're changing out pews right now currently at university, aren't you? Yeah, well, I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting too much. <laughs> Chris, those pews have been in there since I was a student. I, I love my shepherds. It had nothing to do with that. I promise you that. Yeah, that's just stuff that's worn out over time. It just happened. But it is. It, yeah. it is, Paul. It is a growth process. And if you are the same person, if you have been a Christian for any amount of time, and you are in the same spot that you were 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 30 years ago. When you we're not still talking about the pews. No, we're not talking about the pews. Not anymore. But if you're still that same place, yeah. I think it's kind of where, you know, the Hebrew writer was sitting there saying, well, uh, you need to eat meat, but you're still on the milk. And there's a reason why we study the Bible, because there are things we learn, not just that happened then, but things we can apply today. Mm-hmm. When you talk about the, the, the uh, parable of the talents, Mm-hmm. That wasn't there for us to say, oh, that's a neat little story. But God gave us gifts. Mm-hmm. He expects us to use those gifts. Mm-hmm. If we don't use those gifts, it is just like burying them and say, there you go, God. You mm-hmm. gave me something, I'm not going to use it. Romans 12, you got all those lists list of different mm-hmm. gifts and things that are in there. And guess what? Not all of them have to do with public things. Sometimes it's giving so mercy. Things. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's so many things you can do. Watch what I say here. But it comes down to that. You know, the, where you attend, can you recommend your local church? I sure hope so. And if not, we need to do something about it. You, you need to look introspectively at yourself. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and then look, it's not the old, it's not always the elder's fault. It's not always the preacher's fault. Sometimes it's our fault. Right. And what part we can play and what role we can play in it. Oh, man, I think it gets me the worst. I didn't get anything out of worship. Did you put anything into it? I mean, are they supposed to bring you a silver tray during during worship? I mean, well, yeah, they do. But but you know, the point I'm trying to make here is is the things we must do and to and to recommend it, but not just to recommend your 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 local congregation, but also relish it, mm. enjoy it. Do you enjoy waking up Sunday morning because yeah, you know you're getting ready to go be the people at university, Paul? I love it. Mm-hmm. I love university. It's a shame if we can't wake up and be excited to go be with our brethren on Sunday morning, Sunday night, whenever days you got and, and days in between that you have worship. Some have it on Wednesday, some have it on Thursday, you know, Bible study coming together. Do you enjoy coming here, or is it like going to the dentist? Ooh, that's awful. If you feel that way, you need to do something else. But how come we treat going to, going to worship like going to the dentist? Uh, i got to go back there again. Mm-hmm. Randy better have a good sermon this time, or else I'm just going to go to sleep on the background. <laughs> Love you, Randy. We do. <laughs> um, talking about the relishing of church, um, you know, Jesus loved the church. He did. Enough to die for it. Yeah. And I think that, that's something we need to understand. He went that far. Why can't we do some things? Let's do some things. And, and, doesn't, uh, and isn't that what his sacrifice calls us to do, Paul? I know. It's a part of the whole thing. We we are we are just a part of such a me society. Everybody's a bunch of meus. You know what can I get me? What, what, <laughs> what what is it where we we feel like that? Um, you know you have to do something for me. When can I start doing something for you? Mm-hmm. What when can we flop that eighty twenty mentality? I'll do something for you, Paul. Oh, thank you, John. You want to teach class? I'll teach class. You are teaching class for me. Oh, whoops, I am on Wednesdays. Yeah, he has high school. I have middle school. One more week. I'm fine. Oh, and then something cool happens. What? We're doing our devotionals from Dad series. Too many. I got dads in our youth group coming in to teach classes for our kids. That's pretty good. It is neat. Yeah. yeah. Glad you didn't ask me. I did. You saw Mr. Ramos. You did? Yeah. Okay. Oh. I didn't know that. You have a lot going on. <laughs> you are a dad. 
Congratulations. It's happening. What else? Any comments coming through we need to, no, we need to address? No right there. Because, um, I think yes. Everybody must agree with what we're saying. I guess so. Or I they, think they disagree and they just tune this out. <laughs> uh, probably. I think that's a good place to stop for today because uh, I think we're going to continue this next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah we definitely need to continue this next week. Because it branches out. Maybe talk about the joy of worship. You know, how can we bring it? Yeah. 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 Uh, we've got to return to loving what we do in coming together. By this, all men will know that you're my disciples, the love that you have for each other. If we can't even love mm-hmm. and enjoy our time together and enjoy the people that are around us. Right. Yep. Just need to give up. Might as well quit. Paul tells them to, to prefer one another. Mm. Love one another. Love them. Prefer them. Make, Make it happen. Hey, but and maybe this is why we, we tie in ministry and sports together, Paul, because we do love sports. We do. But we love ministry, and we love what we do more. And it's and we do love it more. And it's okay to love both. Yeah. And it's not a, you shouldn't be ashamed of loving your church, loving God, loving what he did through Jesus Christ for us. Right. And being... And not being ashamed to proclaim it, because guess what? We're going to talk about the Braves here in a second. We're going to talk about and, 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 and no, as they, one know, uh, prediction. And as much as they stink, we still proclaim it that they stink only when we're out of town. It is when we're in Atlanta, they win. Uh, speaking of the Braves, let's, let's go ahead and shift over here. You like and, the transition and, and, into all this? You like that? Yeah. Well, since we're transitioning, if you like our our conversation about the church, you like to see folks to join us in this. Uh, share this podcast, if you will. We've not one time asked anyone to ever do that. Everybody else does that. Mm-hmm. Just share it. It's in one of these corners. I don't know, but but push it and share it. I think it's down here, down there. Share it, and uh, and so other folks can watch it. But yeah, now with transit, what happens is we talk a little ministry, we talk about a ministry topic, and then we talk about sports. Yeah, Paul. Here's the thing: we love the Braves. You love the Braves. Yeah, I was noticing in your office yesterday when I was in there. The, what you have hanging there in the corner of Dale Murphy. You know, oh, and I was like, oh, I remember sitting there watching Dale Murphy when the Braves were just awful. Can I tell you how sad I am? Why? The MLB, the show, 2017, does not have Dale Murphy under the <gasps> I almost take it back. What? So now on the on the game, Paul Sperlin has to swing like Chipper Jones, which isn't bad, but still. They don't have Dale Murphy. They don't have Dale Murphy. Oh. I can't buy that. They're like, Old people, oh. like Swan, someone. Oh, we can do we can do that subject, Scott. Here, maybe in a couple of weeks. Can you do a topic on how to make a leader in the church um, posting something vulgar on social media? That should be an easy discussion there. Yeah, that won't take long at all. <laughs> oh, definitely, 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 we'll be doing that. We well, have yeah, experiences in the past few weeks. Just, just. Ooh, filtering how certain well how students do that yeah so it's it's important yeah Scott will definitely do one of those yeah. here coming up here in the next couple of weeks I mean I guess we are talking something vulgar right now the Braves and how they play is vulgar by the way Scott Evans his son's gonna be a kicker for our JV Faulkner yeah he is isn't he yes that's awesome from um, Gordon Bill yeah I did um I did um. Make a prediction last week while we were in Atlanta. He did. I told him to be careful before he made it. I made the prediction. wrong. I'm making the pre- I was making the prediction. A little unrealistic. Think about it. While we were there, Paul. While we were there. They kept winning. They kept winning. And maybe that happens. Maybe one day. Freddie Freeman tore it off. Two home runs. Yes, and he would have had three, but the one went hit off the yeah. bridge, that thing that's out there that's now in, in SunTrust Park. I made the prediction they would go 81-0 and 0 at home. At home. I, I lost it. It started off really well for Paul, we got back home, and I was like, oh, this is it. This is it. I'm going to say words that Doe Jenkins never wants to hear. Okay. We got to go back to We got to go back to Atlanta. <laughs> yes. Go back to ATL, baby. Yes, I will definitely go back to ATL. Come with on, you. Braves. Can you just beat the Nationals? Come on. Just one. At least win your your your. What is it called? What is it conference? Division? I've been watching too much football and basketball. Division? Division. Whatever. Man, Braves, come on. I was getting all excited. They were 6-7. and seven. They won four in a row. I was like, oh, they're almost to 500. They yeah. were at 500. Did they finally get to 500? Four, that four in a row? That took them to 500. Because they, they lost two in a row from the Nats. Come on. And they were up last night. Speaking of being disappointed, 
So I ordered this shirt. I was going to wear it today. It's my Carolina, Carolina um, Tar Heels yeah. National Championship shirt. Yeah. How about the artwork? It's like that. It's what happens when you have to print off about a million T-shirts to everybody in the world. But um, I was a little disappointed, so I decided not to wear it because I figured folks would think, hey, something's wrong with the picture. Oh, no, Paul's T-shirt's all wrong. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Oh, Paul. Luckily, I'm sorry. Luckily, I got two. The other one's not quite that. <laughs> Stephanie loves it. Praise, praise, praise. Okay, back to praise. Um, and you also want to give an update on ACA softball. I don't want to give an update on ACA softball. Kick and tail. They are kick and tail. They are. Can we say tail? We just did. We did it about three, four times. Look, I'm not going to lie. This is this is proud dad time. Proud dad. Proud dad. Look, we're still going at it. And uh, I, look, I only got like four and a half, five weeks left of this. Dum, dum, dum. Okay. Fathers, fathers out there that um, whose daughters have graduated high school, you might want to send John a sympathy note. Paul, I can't do this. You know at graduation, I'm going to be a blithering idiot. I know. I'm going to be like, <laughs> I'll have this issue. This issue for you. But, yes, they are 40 and 3. They are, they are, I don't think I need the Braves. Well, it was funny. It, well, what was funny, and maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it. Oh, I, don't care. Gonna, I am going to say it. We were watching, we were watching uh, Faulkner play Point University, which is out, out of Georgia. It's a Christian church school yes, that's out there. Mm-hmm. And um, they were playing each other. And um, I had mentioned earlier that day to Caitlin, I said, you know, it would be good kind of getting ready for um, a playoff run here is if Faulkner and ACA did, did a little scrimmage together. And then even some of their players – Faulkner's players and some of our players said, yeah, ACA would beat them. And so I was a little proud. I had a little proud moment in there. I was like, yeah, that's yeah, funny. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. But uh, 40 and 3. Good stuff. We got another tournament this weekend. Hopefully win that one too. What's going on Monday? You got anything going on Monday? I got to give a final. What time is that? 12 o'clock. Does that mean that you're available at 11 o'clock I'm on Monday? I'm available at 11 o'clock on Monday. You don't have it at 11 o'clock on Monday. Uh, it's a show. It's a five at eleven. Five at eleven show. Absolutely. We need to do that. I have things right now I like to talk about that, but I will save it for Monday. Oh, everybody got off. Well, I guess when I was talking about ACA softball. Yeah, I told you that would happen. I don't care. Sorry, dude. I'm going to be proud. This never even happened. What happened here? It didn't do anything. What didn't? Nothing that I registered. Or we didn't get anything. We didn't get much. Are you serious? Yes. Uh, you know what happened? Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, Paul. I guess we see each other, see everybody Monday. I guess we can. I hear the tone, so it's time to go. We are glad you joined us. And for the three people that are watching this right now, considering two of them are Paul and myself. That's right. And okay. Jared Kelly. Um, Why, Jared Kelly's watching? Yeah. Dude, you're in lab right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're on two days of work. He's skipping. No, I'm not. Uh, Paul, yeah, short time. We will be back on Monday. Monday. It'll be awesome. Yep. So anything else you want to share before we get out here? No, apparently everything i got to share, buddy. He's <laughs> on. As always, thank you to everyone, everyone who is watching our show. Don't forget to share it. Don't forget to follow John on Twitter at John Podine and myself at I am underscore, or I am Paul underscore info. And the John and Paul radio show. Also, we're on Facebook and, of course, the website, adventuresinministry.com. For John Podine, I am Paul Sperlin. This has been the John and Paul show. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And have a great week.